0: From a radio studio on Long Island, New York, come two die-hard fans of the greatest
1: rock and roll band hailing from Hollywood, California. Dissecting all things Guns N' Roses and anything else in their distorted minds, it's Brando and Scotto. Cause you know where the fuck you are! And this is Appetite for Distortion. Try it
0: Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion. My name is Mirando. With me, as always, is my partner in perfect crime, Scotto Kami Ian. What's yeah.
2: going on, buddy? Doing good. With a little Paulie Shore there. You ever see Paulie Shore? Is dead,
0: by the way. No, that's that's literally the only Paulie Shore movie I have not seen. It is the best Paulie Shore movie. Is it? Yeah, it's it's amazing. I was my little claim to fame with Paulie Shore is that he retweeted me. Remember when everybody was was it the Oscars? Uh Oscars So White when yes, they, you know, people yes, are yes. Yeah, like Will Smith, everybody was uh, uh boycotting it. Yeah. And I tweeted at Paul Short says, I'm gonna boycott the Oscars until Biodome is nominated. <laughs> and he retweeted it and it made me feel so good. I'm like, oh, he... <laughs> whatever, that's a little stupid. Uh, so welcome to the show. Uh there may be a few of you who may not recognize this intro, which I'll I'll explain, um, now? <laughs> when am I going to set it up? Uh, we tweeted it. Now all the tweets are gone. We're not going to- do...
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's all because of me. But...
0: Yeah. We're not going to- do... There are people who tweet stuff and it goes away. We're not that famous where people would have screen capped it, but we were going to try to do the show Facebook Live. We did try.
2: And I'll be honest. I, I got too distracted by everything, and I was like, let's just redo this. I get very weird about like putting out a product I don't like, just in general. So anyway, we're redoing it. I- uh, we did start the show off, though, with talking about, like, my my week and then talking about your week.
0: Yeah, so we want to catch up What since the last episode what we've been up to yeah. as people. So
2: I went into—I've been meaning to do this sensory deprivation thing, uh, which I've heard Joe Rogan talk about so much because I'm such a podcast listener. And the weird thing is— so. Vice has done stuff on it. Rogan's talked about it. Duncan Trussell. Who, who there was podcast. a Simpsons episode on it. Yes. And <laughs> the thing that I, that I heard people say is like, it's so trippy, man. And you're going you, you know, to be in like a whole other world. And, and, you know, you're tripping in there and that whole type of thing. Or that you like when the music comes on at the end, like you wake up and. You, is there you, music playing? At the end, like to wake you up. Oh, so there's nothing until the end.
0: You're just floating in
2: the yes. water. Yes, so I figured, you know, I'm gonna kind of fall asleep, enter another consciousness, like things that they were saying. Now, I was, I can tell you, I was fully aware of the 90 minutes in there. Um, Jeez, but do you have to pee? No, it that was would suck. It was, it was. Well, you you pee before, man. But can like, you get it out? was. If if you want to, but you're okay. not going to want to. All right, just make it short. Yeah, it was. I was worried about all that too. So you kind of shower before you go in there. You shower when you get out. Um, is the water clean? It's like yeah, man. It's the, and it's the same body temperature as you, pretty much. Um, and you're just floating on the water, and you're there with your thoughts. And it's actually a great place to be, I think, when you need to like come to a decision or something. You need to think because it is nothing. There is no distractions. There's no sound. Bathing There's, suit, nude, nude. Fully nude, Dude. baby. Nude. wow.
0: yeah. They better clean that shit after.
2: <laughs> I would hope so. Okay. Uh, you know who knows? But anyway, uh, interesting, man. It was something I've been meaning to do. I I partially did it because I my neck has been fucking killing me. Mine too. Uh, what is that about? I I've, mine was from lifting. You know, I was. But I've had some sleeping wrong. What does that? say? I've had that before too. All right. Though. What does that say I've, about us? I've had I've had it like recurring for years now. But I was doing like shrugs at the gym, and all of a sudden, you know, this whole thing came back. So I woke up this morning, like barely able to get out of bed. uh, Found a good chiropractor, though, where I live in Port Washington. And uh, he's not
0: sponsoring the show, so don't say his name. We'll see where we'll see see where it
2: goes, man. (laughs) But anyway, that was uh, that was my week. Nothing Guns and Roses related, but there you go. Very
0: exciting. Yes. Uh, I guess for me, because we're recording this uh, as we always do. I don't know how to explain that. But uh, yesterday, in real time, so I guess the 26th, uh, because the weekend of the 26th here in Long Island, there's a tattoo convention at the Cradle of Aviation in uh, Garden City. And I've never been to a tattoo convention. I have tattoos. Uh, I think I've gotten more recently than I've had in the past. A
2: lot of super hot, like, Suicide Girl-looking jokes. There's
0: a. a <laughs> I'm glad you asked. There is amazing and there is walmart yeah that's true <laughs> there are some freaks there my god there's just one that you like you will see it like the circus freak shows i don't think they call them that now i don't think there are many in existence anymore because it's not pc but there are some weird looking people there uh but it was a cool experience and because it's my first – I think we have mentioned this before, and we spoke about it on our Twitter. Uh, my first tattoo was uh, Use User Illusion 1. But Sorry. I had to go away from the mic because I'm dripping boogers as my <laughs> allergies is um, killing me today. So I'll make this uh, – oh, maybe I'll cut that out. Maybe I won't. We'll see what nah, happens. A little bit. Uh, keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Uh, so user Illusion 1 is my left shoulder blade, and that was like when I was 21, maybe 33 ugh, in like a month. Um, but I've gotten more recently – and I went to the convention, not really – just wanted to experience it. I really didn't have anything in mind. And the, my current – Did you
2: know you were going to get something tattooed? No. My current okay.
0: project, I knew my artist was going to be there, but he was busy. My current project, meaning of am getting a uh, never-ending never ending story, uh, three-quarter sleeve, my right arm, because I'm a fucking nerd. And my left, which has a radio microphone on it because uh, you know I'm in radio, and I don't know, that's why I decided to get A mix with some sure. other stuff on it. And it's, like, eight years old, colored, but it's not like it was faded where it looked bad.
2: No, I never noticed it being faded. But now that you're in the studio, like, you know, and next to your other tattoos, like, he did a very good job making
0: it look more vivid and pop. So I decided to get that. Well, when in Rome, as they say, go on. (laughs) (laughs) Anchorman, if you get it. Um it doesn't matter. Uh, so yeah, I got the retouch and decided I also got like a little zombie guy, a little cartoon zombie guy. Yeah, looks I'll, cool. I'm gonna make it into like a radio related to him chasing like maybe like a brain with like a with headphones on it or whatever. Uh, I was and I will say this too now that I'm thinking about it because it's Guns N' Roses related. Uh, you know the tattoo that Axel has on one of his arms? It's it looks like a shield and there's like a yeah, it
2: kind of looks sure. like sure. No, yeah, I know it you, has yeah. like a
0: shield, like a black and red. So that kind of inspired the one I have on my right. Bicep, which is just Zodiacs and my brothers and I, and I liked how it looked on Axel. It was such a pose I wanted. Like, get, get <laughs> something... Obviously, I got something different, but I like the shield on his arm. Sure. Is it Was inspired? It was inspired by it, but then I just decided to, you know, I liked the whole sleeve angle of it, but I guess there's another Guns N' Roses related thing. But that's about it. Pete, uh, you know it's
2: funny? Speaking of, like, recoloring tattoos, retouching up things, like, when you look at... I would say when you look at Axel's cross, that type of cross, like, it... I, I don't know if they actually can do anything at this point because it's just very dark now. Yeah, it would good. be very tough to kind of re to retouch that. Um, like the faces are all kind of faded. I know. And it was for that time for what 1987 are we talking about? Yeah. Right? For that because he got it done then, like when the album came out, basically. Yeah. For that time, that was a well done tattoo. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just time is kind of cruel on tattoos sometimes.
0: I've seen people with that exact same tattoo. I think there's a difference between me being inspired by and getting something in the vein of, but then getting the same exact tattoo as somebody. I think that's kind of well, corny.
2: I will say I have Doc Fielgit on my back, of but course.
0: But that's not, what, does, does Vince Neil have well, that? Well, no, I was going to
2: say, though, I've been to the, like, I was at my old gym, Export, uh, and I saw— Are they a, a sponsor? No, I I don't go there anymore. Not even a fan. Even though, you know, we're we're getting soft track. But Jen Selter, the the chick on Instagram famous for her ass. I don't know. She's very hot. But she used to work behind the counter there before she became – Someone with millions of followers on Instagram. <laughs> so anyway, uh, there was a guy there I saw in the locker room with the same Doctor Feelgood tattoo, pretty much the same size, same position, really? and everything. So I because oh, I wasn't like kind a of the spot where you get it. Not really, but it was funny that like I talked to the guy and he's he like, up." No, but he was he was <laughs> like, "Oh, you Sorry. know, I I saw Doc I saw Motley Crue when they toured Doctor Feelgood. Like, I'm probably." I might not be the youngest, but I'm one of the youngest people with a Dr. Feel Good tattoo, and there are many, many people who have it.
0: Sure, and I get that. There are other, there are plenty of other people who have gotten user illusion tattoos. Some of them are actually very jealous of them. Like, oh, I would have liked that placement. Oh, I like that color, whatever. But I've never had somebody with the same, especially with how, how weird mine are. Uh, with the same exact tattoo.
2: Did so, I already say what inspired me to get it at that time? I don't or,
0: If it was in that episode, I don't remember.
2: Okay. Because I, I, I saw, you know, it's funny, we'll mention Tracy Guns, so we will tie it in.
0: Yes, we have to talk I, about Tracy Guns coming up.
2: Yes, yeah, so we'll get right into it then, um, but it, we'll tie it into this. So I saw Brides of Destruction at Starland. I told N-Nicky you this. Sixes band. Yes. With Jay, who you've met. Sure. And... Uh, that you know it was Nikki Six's band with Tracy Guns on guitar, and Jay at the time was much older. You know, uh, in his early twenties, and I was you know a teenager. Uh, handed me a beer, and I had a baby face. They kicked me out. I met Nikki Six in the parking lot. Uh, he got me backstage. I, I've told you this, but I, I, think I don't you know told if I ever here. mentioned it. I think he's told yeah, me off there. I, I, so I'm, I'm going through it quickly, but the, the main point is that I said to Nikki, I was like, dude, I will never forget this. And I've actually gotten the chance to thank him since when he came to Sirius. That's cool. I told him like. uh, He's a good dude. I interviewed him once. Yeah. And I told him that he's always getting attacked on Twitter by people and people who say he's a dick. And I'm like, dude, I always have your back.
0: He's opinionated, but he's smart about it. You know?
2: Yeah. He says certain things to get headlines, though, I think. But that's part of the business.
0: Yeah, but no, I look. I, I look at. Him. He's not getting into fights with Nicolas Cage. He's not like that. He's getting into Twitter
2: fights with Gene Simmons. I know that you're, <laughs> Who is it? Yeah, you're on the side of Nick. I'm blocked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's right. Blo- I, I I wear that proudly to be blocked by Gene Simmons on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, do you want to get into Tracy yeah, Guns? Yeah, I was going to say we
2: might as well talk Tracy Guns. And by you know what's funny about Tracy Guns, I should mention, is a lot of what, people. Well then he looks say, like an ice road trucker now? <laughs> he does. <laughs> is that a lot of people have said that he's burned a lot of bridges. Be, and Nikki Six has said that. And I remember um actually what happened was in Brides of Dest- while they were in Brides of Destruction, Motley Crew put out that song, If I Die Tomorrow. That's a good song. Yeah, and Tracy Guns bashed the song, and he was like this song is really not anything exciting. If I would have brought this into, like, a bride's, um, you know, meeting for a song, I don't think they would have been too blown away by it. And shortly after the group broke up, and I remember Nikki being like, this is a guy who just burns bridges. He was like, he, you know, I'm pretty much done with him at this point, he said mm-hmm. later on. And he was like, he got kicked out of uh, L.A. Guns, or I don't know if he left. I don't know how that, but he was like in Guns and Roses, he burned bridges with those guys. And it's like, he... It, if you want to say burn bridges, I've never met the guy. You know, I'd love to hear his side of things. And I ha- he said some very entertaining things actually about all this. But um, you know, he's severed ties, I guess, with some very big people, especially Guns and Roses, of course. So
0: <laughs> he is the Guns. Yeah, that's what's so funny that the, the name that everybody knows—they know Axl Rose. Where the Guns come from? Came from Tracy Guns. Well, uh, recently, every, of course, everybody has an opinion about the. Reunion, but he is not burning the bridge here uh, at all. This was at, uh, I want to give credit, this was actually uh, from your neck of the woods. This was uh, an interview uh, at Sirius, and I believe, oh well, yeah, and Eddie Trunk. Without, oh yeah, with I was
2: going to say, who's, who at Sirius is interviewing Tracy Guns besides yeah. Eddie
0: Trunk? It's, it's Eddie Trunk. So uh, he, when he was asked about uh, the Guns N' Roses reunion, he says, I think it's the greatest thing there could be for rock and roll right now. People are gravitating it uh, to it by the airplane loads. And they're sounding great. Axel is sounding great. So, I mean, you can't get much high praise, more higher praise. Than, yeah. Uh, higher praise than that. So maybe he's being honest, I guess, or he wants to be part of this reunion. And he's <laughs> it's a stretch, but no, that's that's, that's just cool to hear. Regardless of if it's his
2: face value, it's cool to hear. And it's like inspiring yet another reunion. You know, people have been saying for years, when is Tracy Guns going to get back together with Phil Lewis?
0: There's, and, a, I always joke. There's two versions of LA Guns. Like there, like, there, wow. there were, but it's. I
2: think that that Phil Lewis got the rights to the name, so he's been touring his LA Guns. But it's funny because Tracy Guns will tour playing pretty much LA Guns catalog. There were two LA Guns at one time. And, <laughs> That's and, so funny. And the strange thing is the LA Guns Phil Lewis version without Tracy Guns is still touring. But then they'll occasionally do shows now. that They're back being like Phil Lewis. You know Tracy Guns with. I mean. I'm confused. L.A. Guns with Tracy Guns. And now they're going to put out an album. So I don't know if they're reuniting all together. It's interesting. It's progress. But one of the funny things was I remember when they were at war, there was an article on Metal Sludge, which I love, of course. Um, And Phil Lewis was saying, like, you know, Tracy Guns is not the real L.A. Guns. You know, where the band people should be going out for. And Tracy Guns wrote a really funny rebuttal. That he was like, look, you need to calm your fucking ego. He was (laughs) like... L.A. Guns was at best like a C-list <laughs> '80s band, and he was he's like being pretty honest. And he was like yeah. neither of us are rock stars. He was like rock wow. stars pack out arenas. He's like my version or your version of this band can go out any given night and play like three thousand people. He's like that's cool. We get to make a living doing what we love. He's like but chill with the ego. Neither of us are rock stars. I
0: like that because that's exactly how I feel. And the fact that he's saying that that's that's real self awareness right yeah. there. No, that's that's great stuff. So. We'll see if anything comes out of that, whether it's the L.A. Guns stuff or, you know, I would like to see, because we'll mention this, too, how Adler, uh, Stephen Adler, came back for the final show in the U.S., yes. uh, the uh, L.A. show, and he's making another appearance. He, he had those two appearances. People were thinking, oh, is he going to come back every show for a couple of songs now? Obviously, he didn't. We were – even though we loved the show that we went to, we were disappointed, especially it was Slash's birthday when we went. We were hoping something would happen. Uh, And they're a band where they could bring out a lot of people maybe in the future. you know, I I understand he – this was very, very early Guns N' Roses, so he really doesn't – he wasn't an appetite. He wasn't – maybe he helped write some of these songs.
2: I don't, have I, don't, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't. know. I don't think there's any Tracy maybe Guns. Maybe early
0: version yeah. that, that transformed into something else, like early versions of Think About You, things like that, of that nature. Because on Wikipedia, you can actually see the writing credits. And I, I
2: don't think Tracy Guns has writing credits. We can check it out. I mean, some of the early members, actually, as um, John Miller mentioned on the podcast, um, you know, he mentioned like Chris Weber wrote, uh, I think it's Think About You. Right. But, no, I would say just look up um, like Appetite for Destruction and you'll see the um you'll see the writing credits for each song, which is always interesting. I like to do that by the way cuz I'll see hey, Slash wrote this and Axel wrote this. Well,
0: and- this is uh when they became Guns N' Roses. This is when they decided to, to merge LA Guns and Hollywood Rose to make Guns N' Roses. That's when it was Axel, Tracy, Izzy and the uh, Oh, Ole Blech, <laughs> Ole Blech on on bass, yes. and Rob Gardner on on drums. So that's that's pretty. But that's I'm pretty just crazy. out of curiosity. Like, what is I, I writing see... credits? Maybe. Yeah, I was going
2: to say out of curiosity, since you're on Wikipedia here, and uh, we do this live to tape. Basically, we
0: don't have a producer. We're not. Uh, I'd like that big to just yet.
2: check out Appetite for Destruction on Wikipedia and just look at the writing credits because I don't think he has any. Although I could be wrong. Uh, let's look through all these.
0: Uh, I'm probably not looking at this properly. Distract or, me, Ian. Do, do, yeah, do, do, do. No, no, I'm looking. You know what it is, actually? Because
2: here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. look down at where you were. See that, yeah. The writing credits you'll see Guns N' Roses for all of them because they shared that. But like West Star, West uh, Arkim was on It's So Easy, and, then and Chris Weber, Weber and anything, anything goes, loans. and that's it. Because there would be a Tracy Guns writing credit there.
0: It doesn't even break it down though with the artists. Yeah, they Guns didn't. And Roses. They didn't do that till Use Your Illusions, which is
2: why I always say, for example, to me that you know. Axel is the most important member because he wrote "Estranged" by himself. Right. He wrote "November Rain" by himself, and those are like definitive songs for me. So,
0: yeah, I mean, well, we'll see. I mean, regardless of what what credit or inspiration he had for pre Guns N' Roses, he was a member at one point. Yes. He has that, and he is the Guns in, in Guns N' Roses. So, it would be interesting to see if in the future if he has any involvement whatsoever. Because Tracy, eh, I don't see. I that. don't. I don't expect that yeah. at all. But I'm just saying I think that. Could be cool, because this will bleed into what uh, Gilby Clark just said. You know what could be cool? What's that? The
2: the reunited Phil Lewis, Tracy Guns, L.A. Guns opening some shows, maybe.
0: That's something. That's something else that could possibly happen. There's
2: so many reunions happening. I mean, I I haven't mentioned on on the recording yet that, um, you know, I'm going to see the Docking reunion in South Dakota. They're only playing one U.S. show Can't believe you're doing that. Dude, I I love Docking, So So much. You're going to (laughs) South
0: Dakota. Unbelievable. I'll
2: be honest. All right, my mom. By yourself. My mom had frequent flyer miles, so <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the
0: the plane. Oh, that's a little Jewish boy. Come the, see.
2: The, the plane is free. All right, because okay. she's hooked me up with that. Good you, job, Mama you, Dukes. You can get a hotel Mama in South Scott's. Dakota because I just bought it for like seventy five bucks or so a night, and tickets are fifty bucks. I'm really not paying that much.
0: You're gonna have an experience. Dude, that nobody else is. going to It's have.
2: gonna be an event. It, it is it, be it, an event. because this is the one and they've made it clear at least Don Dockin has made it clear that this is it.
0: Oh, there are already the rumors that he and uh, George Lynch are fighting already. Oh yeah, they don't they don't like each
2: other. <laughs> I, I and that's another oh, weird thing. Do you appreciate the fact that they at least say like hey, we're doing honest. this for the money or not?
0: Yeah. That's why you know while Guns N' Roses haven't said anything as to why they're doing this other than an axe uh, slash saying that he's, you know, it's about time, whatever. You still see off camera, assuming that they're not aware the cameras there. Sure, Axel and slash smiling and frolicking. But
2: we also whatever. know that money is involved. Oh,
0: I mean, of course, people do is that.
2: One, yeah, people you know, wonder the timing of Slash getting divorced and the tour.
0: Yeah, that's part of it too. Or. How uh, Ashba left and Bumblefoot left, and I'm like, oh, hey, you need, <laughs> we, we, I don't have a band anymore. Well, let's 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 uh, get some of the old guys back in.
2: I might have mentioned it on a former on a you know earlier podcast. I, I forget what I talk about, but you know, Kiss had that same thing where they were where at a certain point all they had left to do was put the makeup back on and get that original lineup back. Um, you know, because they did that Carnival Souls album, but they did albums before that that I heard that when they were on the tour for. Um, Revenge, like they're playing to like you know half full arenas, yeah, and people, you know, they did the unplugged, for example, and
0: but Axel was doing well, but like, you know, as D. Snyder said, what it was Rose and roses, right? Yeah, he was doing well, but
2: was he playing you know
0: giant stadiums? No, but two he's still well enough to have a residency in Vegas. Yeah, you and know have what?
2: a no, world tour. I'll say this though, actually, in terms of ticket sales, this surprised me. I remember. When I went to go see the Axel and Friends, whatever you want to call it, version of Guns and Roses is very... Uh,
0: Guns and Roses 2.0.
2: Yeah. One of their last shows, for actually, um, you know, of that version in Pennsylvania, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, I went with my friend Steve because it was driving distance, and that was the only show they were doing within our you know, somewhat area. They did Rock on the Range in Ohio, right. but you know, that's a whole festival. I just cared about CNG and R, and then they did the, the Vegas dates. Sure. So I was like, wow, this is like your one chance on this tour, on this little tour that they're doing, to see Guns N' Roses if you live in the Northeast. And I don't even know if that's sold out. It may have, and that was a pretty small venue. It was it was at a casino in, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. But you would think that that was, um, you know, that that would be an instant sellout. And, you know, it, it would be a big deal because if you lived in the New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut area, that was your one time to see them. And uh, not at a big venue, you know, not an arena.
0: I think Axel showed his, I don't want to use the word power, but just kind of used his aura, his lore. Of just being that standalone frontman of, I'm not going to compare it, but just for lack of a better example, for Robert Plant of, uh, Roger Daltrey of just somebody who can go out by themselves and be enough to a certain degree. That, but he also had a lot of hate on, but he still did well. Maybe that one didn't didn't sell well, but even on this tour, the one now, the reunion, Kansas City didn't sell well. But, but it's an arena still. I know, but they're still selling out the major markets. You, and you, know, you, you Pennsylvania is not a major market. Just, it just depends.
2: Yeah. You wonder, it's, you know, you do wonder why. It's a strange thing because I could tell you this, for example. Um, I'm a fan of the band Dope. I don't know if you'll uh, assume it all. I have no idea. They were, they were from like that new metal. Up
0: with hope, down with dope. <laughs> they were That's from like that
2: that new metal era. Okay. Um, so I remember I saw them in, um, actually also in Pennsylvania, at the Croc Rock in uh, Allentown, PA. And they filled that place up. It was packed to the max, to capacity. And I saw them a few months later play at Webster Hall in New York City. And there were honestly maybe 50 to 100 people there.
0: It really depends. It's, it's, it's funny, but I know a lot of local bands. And they, the scenes here on Long Island in New York will not compare to a lot of them go to the Midwest. It's just, it just depends. But you look at somebody like Axel; uh, He should do well everywhere. You don't know. So that's why there was a lot of curiosity about this tour, just because it wasn't a full reunion. And we'll get that kind of transition to what Gilby uh, had said. He said something, uh, and I'll give credit to the show. This was the Lucas H. Gordon show. I found the clip on – on YouTube.
1: I'm happy that the guys are back together. Um, I think it's uh, it's really important to music, especially rock and roll music, that Guns N' Roses is a viable band that's outperforming right now. I know Axel has been out there with his band playing, but you know, it doesn't get any better than having Slash back in the band. So, you know, with Slash and Axel back together, I, I really think uh, they can have some great shows and hopefully write some good music together and, and keep the uh, band name and legacy alive. I mean, uh, people were asking me questions last. Last year, you know, do you think Guns N' Roses is going to get back together? And I kept saying, no, I didn't. I honestly didn't. Yeah. So I, I'm surprised, just so like a lot of people are, that the band's back together. But I, I think it's a great thing for music. If, if you were called, will you be part of it? Uh, you know, I don't really want to answer that because I don't know. I'm asking, <laughs> I honestly don't know because that, that it, it it's a hypothetical question. Yeah. It's a hypothetical situation. Yeah. So I really don't know. I mean, before all this happened, people say, would you be a part of the reunion? I always said, Absolutely. Look, Look, I love the music of the band. I uh, I, I love the uh, the band, the performance-wise and stuff. But, you know, this Guns N' Roses isn't the Guns N' Roses that I was a part of. So it's a little bit – that's a hard question to ask right I now. I know,
2: I know. I'm a huge fan of the Lucas H. Gordon show. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I,
1: I have no idea who it is.
2: It's a British no, dude, I, though,
0: right? I, I, I know. It's, I don't know, Spanish or whatever. But I want to give credit where credit is due. No, I get it. And you hear Gilby, he's saying that he's all for it. He's glad Slash is back in the band. But he doesn't want to answer – uh, that he if you asked if he wants to be back in the band. But you flash forward to, to now and he was recently again I want to give credit where credit is due because I am a skinny Jew. I'm not the fat Jew who's ste-
2: fat Jewish,
0: right. The fat it's- Jewish, right, who steals material. Uh this was an interview at the Pistons and Pinup Car Show in uh, Chatsworth, California. Uh he said the reunion that happened is really just axle slash and duff. That's fine. That's what we all said, but we're all kind of fine with that. Basically here's the thing. Basically, Slash and Duff have joined Axel's band, so I don't know if you could really call it a reunion. So myself, Matt Sorum, Izzy Stradlin, it didn't happen as a reunion for all of us to join. So I think if the time was right and the situation was right, I think everybody would come back and do it. A lot of things you could pick apart here. So the the clip that we played before, he's totally happy. And again, that's you could hear that. Here's his his voice, his cadence. Here I'm just reading it, but I think that I don't know if I can misread the comment that he says that Slash and Duff have joined Axel's band. I feel like that's a shot. I don't know if that's a shot at Axel that Gilby's still bitter about being fiery and know he was let go or how long his contract was, or shot at Slash and Duff by saying, "Hey, you're just you're hired guns for lack of a better phrase." There's something weird about that statement. I would love to have Gilby on the show and have him yeah. kind of elaborate. On that, because a lot of what he's saying we've discussed. I kind of. But why kind of, is he saying it? Why now? And it seems like such a contrast as to what he said a few months it ago. It is his. It is
2: kind of Axel's band, though. And I would say because they're playing the Chinese democracy material. It's uh, three prior members. Well, actually, really two, because I mean, Dizzy Reed is a part of the band. It's been, so well, it's yeah, like two decades. Yeah, Melissa Reese is new. So I mean, it's just Richard. She's Fortis, happy to be there. So, yeah, Richard, uh, Richard Fortas and Frank Ferrara. Right. Right. Those are really the, um, but. You know they're not playing any slash soul material. They're not playing any Duff uh, Duff McKagan well, loaded material. We've seen
0: the set list, and it was we know it's not uh, photoshopped with Richard Fortas in the studio. That Slither is on there,
2: but who knows? Maybe that was you know maybe Axel shot it down. I, but you don't a, know. But
0: it's on the set list. It's on uh, one of the alternatives, but well, could, alternate songs. They never did it though, as far as maybe we not know. yet. Yeah. So i mean, yeah, But think I, about it. They, they're doing. I mean, yes, the alternate songs that they've been doing are usually. Chinese democracy song.
2: It could always be that this was something that those guys printed out in the studio and then, you know, they decided, hey, we're not, this is not what we're going with. I mean, if they haven't played it, it's not, and, and we don't even know who would sing it if, if it happened. Would I be know. Duff, There's would be a lot Axl. of curiosity
0: there. And we also don't know because it's not like uh, a Slash is playing the solos like they're played on Chinese democracy.
2: Yeah. He's, but is it make possible Axel's kind of like, you know, the dictator here being like, hey, you're, we're not going to play those songs, we're, you know, because they haven't.
0: Not yet. I mean, they haven't done a lot of things, uh, I think, that, that we've hoped they would do or rumored to do yet, whether as far as getting together with certain members or – I don't know. I think there's still a lot of uh, speculation. Maybe because when Chinese Democracy came out, Slash and Duff had only positive things to say. Yeah. Where they could have shit on it right away. So maybe they wanted to play it. I mean, I'm sure Axel D didn't have to twist his arm. Yeah. So we're only, <laughs> we're only speculating here. Yeah. But I think it's awesome that Slash is putting his own spin on it. Although it's, like, unique because I personally liked these solos, whether it's Buckethead or Bumblefoot or— uh, Oh, on, I love on, on
2: them. On the, uh, so I agree with what Gilby Clark is saying, but at the same time, he's just as much a hired gun as these guys, we have to keep in mind. I, I think people romanticize know, the era— He knows that. Yeah, of, of those usual illusions tours and everything, but he—the uh, only thing he ever played on— was The Spaghetti Incident, which is a covers album. So he never wrote a... He's in the same category as DJ Ashba. He never wrote a Guns N' Roses song. Right. You know, which is why you don't get a Guns N' Roses tattoo surrounded by DJ Ashba. And you probably shouldn't get a Guns N' Roses tattoo surrounded by Gilby
0: Clark. I think we discussed that Ashba tattoo on the first episode, I think. Wow. Just (laughs) (laughs) watch whatever whatever floats your boat. But I would love to get Gilby on the show to kind of uh, either double down, clarify, because... I don't disagree with a lot of he, what he said. I think it's just that weird statement is well, yes, it's a it's I don't know, can you say it's a fact that they joined Axel's band? It's their band. I mean, well, yeah, Axel owns the name, but it's such a weird why did you have to phrase it that way?
2: I get well, it might be kind of different if they would have done what was speculated before the reunion and brought in like the Velvet Revolver uh guitarist, other right, We're uh, they going to bring D- in Dave Kushner? Or was he uh, – I'm getting ma- – I, I don't know all the members, but he was a second guitarist, right? What, for Velvet? Yes.
0: It was Slash and uh, Dave Kushner. Yeah,
2: exactly. So had they have brought him in, then maybe it wouldn't be Axel's band. It would be a mashup of, of all these guys' projects. But.
0: Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, or it's just rejoining your old band. And some members are just, from the new one are just there. I mean, it's just – there's so many different ways to look at it. I think that's. What you, I think you can make an argument from every angle. I think th- is that fair to say? Yeah. You know what? I wonder. I was just thinking about this. Do you think Gilby
2: Clark sees any money from his Guns N' Roses days? Because when you think about it,
0: I don't know. Is what, what is uh is Spaghetti Incident going for like 99 cents in the Best Buy bin? But
2: know. also, he doesn't have publishing because those are covers.
0: So right. you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Like if you have publishing or writing credits on uh, you know songs, like I'm pretty sure I would assume. Actually, it, w- um, it would have to be. Maybe but, for Welcome
0: uh, to the Videos.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, but like Chris Webber still must see Appetite money. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think Gilby Clark sees any of that. He doesn't – publishing is like where that money comes in. You know, like when Taco Bell used Appetite for uh, – sorry, uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Remember that yeah, commercial? Yeah, I do. Like –
0: Axel loves Taco Bell. Remember when he was <laughs> trying to shoot that at a reunion? He's like, yes, yeah. I can't confirm. I love Taco Bell. <laughs> but, like, so Slash, since they
2: all shared writing credits on that album, Axel Slash, Duff, uh, and Steven, and Izzy, they all saw money from that, which is kind of like that, you know, that publishing, you see that money for decades to come. And yeah. I don't know what money Gilby Clark would see. I from don't, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Uh, again, I, I hope we can uh, at some point get him on the show. He seems like a really cool dude, well respected in the industry. Yeah, you know, I would love to ha- just have this conversation with him. You know, as um, in that interview that he, from the, the very famous Lucas H. Gordon show, uh, he's <laughs> like, he knows he hasn't been in the band in twenty years. The one thing that- he I, was in the band for, uh, what, I think we looked it up. It's two and a half years, three yeah, years? Yeah,
2: about three. And the one thing that you know, they did do for him, of course, is that like, if Gilby Clark is in a project, you want to see it because it's Gilby Clark from Guns N Roses.
0: and Roses. Oh, and he's gotten inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of
2: Fame, too. Yeah, we were checking that out, which is kind of strange. A, a little weird. I yeah. Mean, I guess it makes sense that he was there during the performance just because Izzy wasn't there.
0: So was he there for the performance or did he get inducted? I I I guess that's another question. I probably should you want, you want,
2: We want to, we want to go on YouTube real <gasps> quick. Go um, to the Google. I you know, I remember it. I of course remember Miles Kennedy on vocals who, you know, I just think you can't you can't replace Axl Rose. But
0: No, you can't. I mean, but you can try.
2: I think what we're seeing now is definitely much more of a reunion, it's fair to say, than, like, what was at that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame reunion. But, yeah, the picture has, you know, we were looking up before, has Gilby Clark. I'm just trying to remember if he was in the actual um, performance.
0: Uh, oh, no, he was in the performance.
2: Okay, so, that, yeah, that answers my question then, right?
0: Yeah, well, that's that's different. That's not being inducted. You could be part of the. Uh, but
2: he gave a speech, right? They induction. all gave. They all gave those speeches.
0: Yeah, I mean, we probably could have looked this up a lot uh, <laughs> better. I wish we actually had a, a we producer. Roll. We yeah. should uh, hire an intern and just say, "Hey, you know." And they'd be like, "Where's a- my college credits for this?" <laughs> it's in uh, my. I open my wallet, and there's just a moth that flies out. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I still would just love to talk to him and just to see what what. The deal is, and I think it's – and how he, he he kind of assumes that if there is a reunion, that he's, now he's a part of it, which I have no problem with it.
2: I, I, I think if there was a real traditional reunion, it's those guys on Appetite plus maybe you could say um, Matt Sorum as well.
0: Yeah, well, Matt Sorum – I mean, obviously, we want Adler was the original five uh, that we remember from Appetite, yeah. But Sorum was User Illusion, yeah. So I mean, and they he, have a very different
2: drumming style. They really do. That that's what really separates those albums, along with a lot of other things. I actually heard um, Stephen Adler on Jamie Jost's podcast talking about. They were talking about you know the trend of using um, programmed drums on on songs and stuff like that. And Stephen Adler made the comment, like, when you you know when you hear a certain thing that it's programmed. And Stephen Adler was like, yeah, it's either a machine or it's uh, or it's Matt Sorum. I don't and think he th- didn't say it as a negative. He was like, Matt Sorum honestly plays like a machine. He was like, I have some mess-ups here and there. He was like, that guy is just, he plays perfectly. <laughs> and it's true.
0: You know, and something I believe, um, it was Michael uh he was talking about that, Michael Rickland, uh, he was uh, last episode, where... He's not as nerdy as a fan as we are. I don't notice drumming like that. You know I, know, I didn't
2: notice it until Steven Adler said it.
0: Okay. And when I went to the show at MetLife, I'm sitting with my uh, my buddy who's kind of a, uh, you know, he's not a musician, but he, he understands it. And he's like, I respect this new guy. He's like, he's, 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 he's hitting it. He's well, a great drummer. Right. Yeah. You know, like Frank Farrar is a great drummer. But then there are people who, you know, he's watching the video of Adler. He's like, it's just different. The vibe is different. You know, so I mean, I, I honestly I don't notice that. I notice the singers, the guitarists, but that's just my own thing. But um, I'm reading on, on Wikipedia, which of course is always trustworthy, that it was just a classic lineup that was inducted. So Gilby may have just went just to be a part of it, yeah, which, I mean, which well, is great. I mean, that's, that's a,
2: awesome. And th- you need to have a second guitarist on stage. And when Izzy said no, you know, you need to have that second guitarist.
0: Yeah. I mean he could have said uh he could have said no either. Uh, I as really well. I really
2: do think it's so weird that like when you look back at that incident that Izzy basically stuck with Axel during that. It was like, I'm not gonna be a part of this And then when, you know, Duff and Slash said, All right, we're gonna join Axel, Izzy was like, I'm out. It's just it's strange. It's strange the way it worked out.
0: He's he's an odd bird. Yeah. Izzy. You know, he's That's what's amazing. So many people, you look at a band like Kiss where they all just, none of them shut up. (laughs) And Guns N' Roses, they don't talk much. I mean, yeah, Duff talks. I mean, it's not like a high level, but he talks. He he writes articles. You know, Slash, Slash. I mean, you think you see him more than he talks. He never goes on rants or anything like that. Uh, Axel barely talks, but when he does, he does. The one guy who
2: talks the most might be Adwer.
0: Yeah, but the thing is he's been very, very quiet since. Lately, yeah. That's what's the, the most – because he would say, hey, I'm just doing a couple of shows. I'm glad to be you know, a part of this again. He's he, not saying anything.
2: But I'm sure he was told,
0: hey. I'm sure. No, I'm sure. So that's what – You're on your best behavior, I'm man. thinking what's going to happen – and again, this is just obviously speculation. Uh, we want to get involved. We want to be the source. We want people to come to us because we always have – we have good intentions towards anybody unless – you know, you're a musician who is just like, like an asshole. Like for me, I never met Gene Simmons. I personally don't like his shit that he said about I, – I, I'm sorry. I didn't read the article you sent me. Oh, yeah. Um, about, about what Gene Simmons' son wrote about him. Sure. Stuff that Gene Simmons said about depression and suicide, stuff like that, that personally upsets I get it, me. Yeah. So that's a separate thing. Nothing that we talk about like with Gilby or things now, no animosity. I'm just like that's, – that's a, that's a curious comment. I want, I want. We want people to come to us at some yeah. point. But
2: we're uh, also kind of selective, I think, also about what bothers. Because there's a lot of people who, because of uh, the the lyrics of One in a Million, right. are like, I can't respect Axel. You know. But I'm able to look at it and be like, man, it was uh, it was a long time ago.
0: Wasn't that kind of like, in jest? That wasn't like he wasn't serious. Yeah, but it's just,
2: it's picture, harsh words. Picture in 2016, the
0: N and the F word.
2: Yeah, you can't really in 2016 if you put a song out with those words. You'd be done.
0: Yeah. Well, unless you're a rapper.
2: Yeah. I also think of Korn. You know, Korn had that song. Yeah. You know, and I don't think they could put out that same song in 2016. I don't think it would go over well.
0: There are some classic rock stations that don't edit that word out out of the, the Dire Straits song. Yeah. My Money for Nothing.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was a different time, and I, I don't think, you know, I don't think when they wrote Money for Nothing, actually, if you hear about the inspiration song, they definitely didn't mean no. hostility towards gays. No. The, the song was actually inspired by a conversation that, that, yeah. that uh, what's his name, the lead singer of Dire Straits? I can't think of his name.
0: Oh, my God. I know it. Uh, Mark Knopfler. Yeah, that Mark Knopfler overheard, and, you know. Uh, I, no, everything's up for interpretation. Yeah. You know, but, I'm, I'm always like that, where I'm not going to just see the clickbait. And just be like, oh, my God. So, if anything, I did not like Gene Simmons' comments about Robin Williams. But yeah. he said bad shit also about Prince. But when I saw his apology and, you know, issuing apology today, it's not like you're never doing a press conference or it's not a video. It's usually some sort of press release or, or Twitter or comment or whatever. It seemed the way it was written a lot really heartfelt. Yeah. Even though recently he kind of doubled down saying it was drug abuse. Maybe he's just so anti-drug and he's yes. so angry yeah. yeah, he's just so angry that it's
2: coming out poorly. He also feels like drugs kind of ruin KISS in a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, twenty sixteen is a weird time you think about it because like we have the social justice warrior thing, the people who take you PC, it like, bro?
1: Social justice one, two, three Woo woo! I wanna be PC! Woo-woo. It's just the way to be for me and you. Woo woo! Your hateful slurs are through! Woo-woo. I call wee on you! Woo-woo. We'll fight until your PC black and blue! Wee wee! We are
2: language police! Fighting bigotry! Hurtful words can suck our turns cause it's PC for me! And you! Woo woo! Yeah! Yeah, bro! Yeah. yeah!
0: Yeah, PC, bro!
2: Yeah, the people who take it way too far, but at the same time, like, there's certain. Like, it probably is a good thing that, y- you know, you can't put out a. You know, you can't be a mainstream band and put out a song that. People perceive as being hostile to gays. Like,
0: I, I understand that. It's it's interesting what gets edited out now. Uh, there are songs. I think it's uh, Papa Roach's song uh, "Last Resort." Sometimes they'll edit words out, um, just, just mentioning the word "suicide." Sometimes mentioning the word "heroin." I mean, sometimes it's it's really interesting what words. Get edited out. What people might consider trigger words.
2: Well, if you and remember a- post 9 11 there were certain songs that just took off the radio. Yeah, and and a song that was huge at that time was Drowning Pools. Let the bodies at the floor, yeah. and they <laughs> completely stopped playing it. I think Clear Channel just banned it at that point.
0: I I remember uh, in a radio uh, group on uh, Facebook talking about after that Orlando shooting, taking uh, possibly um, Twenty One Pilots. Uh, that song Ride, I think I mentioned, like shooting guns and everything in that in the lyrics. So, I mean, it's always up for interpretation. So that's what these uh, – the comments – I mean, Tracy Gunn's comments were all very – you know, uh, daffodils and puppy dogs and everything. But Gilby's are just – while they're uh, – nothing is wrong about what he said. It's just interesting, especially we look back a few months when he's just all gung-ho and certain things he wouldn't answer. And so what's going on? And Adler being quiet. So what we're interpreting what he's doing. And But I think it's all going to – I really believe – I hope, you know, whether it's just the believing that, like, like, you believe in Santa Claus. I hope you're real. And I'm yeah. like, uh, why? Why would I say that? Uh, Hanukkah <laughs> Harry. That's who I believe in. Uh, that They're all going to get back together at some point. We'll we'll see what happens. And I think this kind of also bleeds into, you know, and where they go from here. Because you wanted to mention um, Metallica's new song.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll get into that. But I actually had sure. one last question because I just thought of it as you were talking about that. Are you worried about Axel maybe getting burnt out? Because after this, he's going to go on the road and do Axel DC. I think
0: if I, yeah, I think I may go to that show, uh master great Square Garden. Yeah. I, I was not going to. I had no desire. Uh, but just some of the songs, he just nails, man. He and does. I, and I just seeing, I want to see him again, if anything. And now, this, you know, I've, I've never seen ACDC, and I wouldn't consider myself seeing ACDC this time around. Uh, but at least I'd be able to see Angus Young. Um it is a worry, but he's been doing it. And I just, what happened? Because there are, and we spoke about this in uh, pr- a previous podcast, that there are nights he's just so off and there is literally no rasp. And to do not just what he's doing. You said prior to the tour. Prior to this tour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, with the, uh, the uh, Guns of Roses 2.0, New Guns, whatever it is. You know, Guns of Roses 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Um, that the ras is completely gone, and now it's back, and he's doing it now with with uh, ACDC, especially doing like songs that Brian Johnson couldn't even do. Yeah, like doing old school Bon Scott stuff. So maybe he's just with the diet vocal coach because he mentioned going to rehearsal now. And then Angus Young being with ACDC, he's like, I, I've never done this before. You know, actually going to rehearsal and he's doing this stuff. So I am worried about it, but you know if. Not like Slash and Duff could say, "Hey, you can't do this. You have a commitment (laughs) to us." I don't think think that's going to happen. No, I just Um, you know you do get worried if he's going to get. It is a concern just because this was not supposed to happen in our lifetime, and I don't want this night train to stop. (laughs) (laughs) I know that was all corny shit, but I just don't want it to stop. I want it to keep going, and maybe you know, unless you have another question, that bleeds into the Metallica stuff. Uh, what's the name of that new song again? Uh, Hardwired. Hardwired. The new album, I think. Hardwired out,
2: to self destruct. Yeah, It's a
0: new album and it comes out this fall. And by the,
2: and it's kind of it, they went back to thrash. And it's, I was going to say they kind of pulled the Guns and Roses in that they were there was speculation of a new album coming out. No, the says they were talking about it for a while. They were, but the thing is, there was they put out that that single and video one day out of nowhere. No one knew this video was going to come out. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. one knew a release date was going to happen. No, no, no. And, like, there was nothing even leaked out. Like, th- most of their comments were like, yeah, we're working on something new. Right. They didn't leak out anything like, no, this fall we have a new album out.
0: There were, they were said late 2016, early 2017. That's kind of what yeah. I read. But the fact that, that it was just, it just came out. Whoa, whoa. That, like, it's just, that I like that. You know, that there was no like, hey the official it's coming out like well, you knew the new, like Green Day the new, their new song came out uh, bang 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 or whatever it is uh, that there was an announcement for it and you yeah. were ready for it. this you weren't ready for it. so as soon as that it just started cranking man and I, and, I, and I dig it and I know you weren't a fan of the last album Death Magnetic I was but we'll, we'll make the comparison here and you can also compare in, in a bunch of different ways of course Metallica had that infamous tour with Guns N' Roses yeah and they've definitely took two different paths to where they are today you know Guns N' Roses are kind of dissipating uh Metallica going through at least another bassist making a movie yeah. you know and getting a lot of hate for St. anger and
2: you getting know, a lot of hate for Load and Reload as well. Yeah. But, they're getting, and actually, even before that, a lot of people thought they sold out when they did the Black album. So Yeah, and they, just making a video, for one. There's people who haven't liked anything since, well, I guess you'd say Master of Puppets, but you know, I think there's an even bigger constituency of, of listeners, if you want to call them that, that haven't liked anything since Injustice for All. And a lot of these people hear this new song, and they're like, oh, I, I felt this way, and I like some stuff after, but... I heard it, and I was like, this sounds like justice.
0: Dude, I'm reading, and I always try to go to the places that will have the most vicious, I mean, any place you go, that will have the most vicious comments. It's 2016. It's the internet, um, which usually is usually just blabbermouth.net, which yeah. I like the website, but the, the 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 listener, most of the listeners are just, like, disgusting people, or, or commenters, rather. Uh, they can't enjoy anything. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, they're like beefs and butter. This sucks. You <laughs> know, life, man. Uh, or YouTube. Yeah. And they're, it's like maybe... Seventy thirty positive, which sixty forty positive, which is a lot. Yeah. in those negative uh, uh, areas, I think it's so back to base. I man. like it, James. You could tell his voice has changed a little bit, but he's an older dude. But I look at it like you compare it to Guns N' Roses, where you know if they were to make new music, how would it be received? Are we so that are we so thirsty, so hungry for it? Because they're you know Slash, I mean, excellent and Slash and, and Duff together again. Wow, let's we'll just take anything. You know, that's kind of how some people were with Chinese democracy. Anything, Axel. Like he's alive. Oh my yeah. god. So how are we going to perceive it? So it's going to be really interesting. Uh, what? Because there are ha- there have been rumors with new Guns N' Roses material. Yeah, that, that has been out there. So it's. I hope it happens. You know, I've been a fan of anything any of the members have had, whether it's. Slash of Snake Pit, which is uh, Slash and, and Miles Kennedy, whether it's the Neurotic Outsiders, whether it's... Um, Believe it or not, I don't know who the Neurotic Outsiders Neurotic are. Outsiders, that's uh, Matt Sorum and, and Duff, I want to say. They had a really good song of uh, Good News.
2: There's Izzy Strablin and the Juju Hounds. There's yeah. There's so many different projects, but that one I actually was not aware of, so neur- I was like, maybe you can ro- enlighten me on something.
0: The Neurotic, the neurotic Outsiders... Was a supergroup founded in 1995, consisting of Steve Jones of the Sex Pistols, Matt Sorum and Duff McKagan of Guns N' Roses, John Taylor of Duran Duran. The first lined up featured Billy Idol and Steve yeah, Stevens.
2: Say Billy Idol. I like Steve Stevens.
0: Oh yeah, man! Together with McKagan and Sorum, but they were soon replaced by Jones and Taylor. The group was originally called the Neurotic Boy Outsiders. That sounds really like Nambla. Neurotic Outsiders definitely. They had a really, really. It's straight punk rock. It's and I love it. That's what I love about Duff and what he brings to the band. And they have they have um, one album, and uh, you can see track four. Good news! It's a really really good song. Nice. If we could play a little of it, yeah, let's go for it. What? It's a great song, and I've just been a fan. I, and I—that's why I think that the all five of these guys, like the Beatles, everything, all the, all the members, they're just great. But when they come together, it's like Captain Planet pull all our, you know, together to form this one entity. But all, but you know, that's a really cheesy and
2: no, I like it nerdy super, analogy. Super but could either be,
0: you know, amazing or a, but a total. But bust. I look at Guns N' Roses. I, I know it's not. Uh, technically, a super group. It's not Savage Animal with uh, Sebastian Bach. <laughs> uh, but I'm saying it's a super group, and, and, and meaning that you have all th- this amazing talent. It's not a weak member of the band. I think it's I, so I, funny. I, that, I
2: miss that show. I think it's so funny that it's like remembered. Democracy. Savage Animal. Yeah, but Savage Animal is the one that everybody remembers because Savage Animal. <laughs> Savage
0: Animal, <laughs> man. We really want to get Sebastian Bach on the show because he's going to be uh, coming to uh, Long Island soon. And he's he is such a great. Uh, time to watch live. I, I saw
2: Sebastian Bach fresh off that show when they opened for Guns N' Roses in New Jersey.
0: Yeah, I, I told you I saw him, and you're very jealous of me that I saw him with the uh, Suicide Girls in a show yeah, in Ottawa.
2: Yeah, they're going to say that you saw CKY open for GNR.
0: But no, that, because we spoke about that off the air. I saw, that was the 2001 show, uh, 2002 show with Buckethead when they came back, and then they canceled the tour right after. That was the Chinese Democracy tour. Yeah. So yeah it was a Miss Mixter uh, excuse me, uh Mix Master Mike, the DJ for the Beastie Boys, and then it was um CKY. And then it was I
2: love CKY, but yeah. so anyway, um I saw Sebastian Bach pretty much fresh off that show and he held up a beer during the show, mm-hmm. and he and he said something to the effect of like, "How come Ted Nugent gets to hunt a fucking like buffalo, and and I can't have a good American beer?" He was like, "You know what, Ted? Go fuck
0: yourself!" Like
2: <laughs> it was something like that, and he said it up on stage opening for Sebastian GnR, so. is,
0: is he's crazy, man. You know that's another reunion I really want to happen. I know he was really adamant about you know original Skid Row opening up for Guns N' Roses I would loved that Oh yeah. that would have been amazing You know even and, and we we're talking about you know we spoke about how Tracy Guns and I know it's that's not even I think it's it's more likely to have an LA Guns opener for Guns N' Roses than Tracy coming on stage and doing something yeah, funny Yeah I agree But I'm just like it's it's just like um picking uh all these wish list type things that could possibly happen Yeah Uh but if you remember it was. I don't know how many uh solo records um Sebastian has released but it was on one of the, it was a really heavy one that Axel was on three of the tracks uh but the only one he was really prominent on it was do a uh, back of the saddle cover
2: I and I love that cover so some That's little, one of the few covers I like better than the original Really oh I love and I love Arismont back in the saddle but that that's a great cover No it's, it, it it is no yeah. it
0: is good but it, when Sebastian has come out he usually does my Michelle Yeah so I mean there are a lot of options that can happen in this in this world that can be going forward and just the fact that these are out there that they're you know doing the tour of um a lot of places in South America going overseas going to Australia um there's there's a lot that could potentially happen and I really want and maybe we could talk about did we talk about Guns N' Roses and and the, the dream of them playing the Super Bowl if that could possibly happen yeah, No you've mentioned it on Twitter but Okay because I Adele said no. Now there's a disgusting rumor about... Brit- I know. Sorry. I know you're a fan. Britney Spears.
2: Well, Britney Spears is fun to look at, too, even if you don't like Britney Spears. I don't know. I think there's more attractive women but keep this in mind, though. And I, 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 this is a fact, man. Everybody who plays the Super Bowl is lip-syncing. Like, and there's no live music ever done, so...
0: No, uh, Red, they're not Chili Peppers. They didn't play instruments. Anthony Kiedis sang.
2: But the, but remember, yeah, Flea didn't have his bass plugged in. So, I mean... I, would I they do that? Maybe there'd be live singing. Well, I mean, it's.
0: Well, didn't oh, Slash, I, when I, Slash came out with uh, the Black Eyed Peas and they did uh, Sweet Shot of the Mind, Fergie and Slash? Didn't, he, didn't
2: Yeah. Dude, did you ever see, this is, it, it just reminded me of when Nirvana had to lip sing on, uh, on that show in Britain. It was like Top of the Pops. One uh, of those okay,
0: shows. I think so. Remind, oh my me, God. remind
2: me. It's just, are we able to look it up and play it?
0: I you mean, know, I know w- 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 there would be no benefit of being able to not see lip syncing.
2: No, no, no! You you have to. Here is what it is: is it's the same thing as you're saying with, um, it's the same thing as you're saying with Red Hot Chili Peppers. Right. The um, the instruments were not were not live, and they hated that. But they did the um, they did the vocals. Wow! Look, he's not playing the guitar. Like, <laughs> not even attempting. Oh.
0: He just doesn't give a shit.
2: Yeah, it's, and you'll see like Chris Novicelic is just like throwing his bass around. Like, look, they're not even attempting to look like they're playing. You know what? Else?
0: This reminds me of, um, uh, Airheads. He's just, he's like, he's just, uh, filleting the microphone. That's fucking punk rock, man. Hello,
2: hello, hello. <laughs> this verse is right there. Hello,
1: hello, hello, hello.
2: It's great. Yeah, I, I just thought I had to play that for you.
0: Brilliant. I know I would like to not to think that Axel slash and Guns Roses would not agree to lip sync anything. And of course that would be their that fear that they would curse or whatever. And but all, I, I, it's just it just it makes too much sense. It's just, as far as the biggest band you could get, the audience and it's just the the backlash that there's been over some of these pop acts. I don't want to see fucking Bruno Mars again. I respect the dude, but it's enough already. It's enough.
2: Well, the fear is apparently, you know, more than the cursing A nip slip. that Oh yeah, that. But a little titty. You know, they can't deal with technical difficulties. They 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 don't want to have like a, a you know, guitar, you know, go out or feedback or That's rock and roll.
0: So I but think there's nothing rock and roll about the Super Bowl. I think that make the, Make that halftime motherfucking rock and roll. It's enough already. You think people really give a shit at the end of the day when it's guns and roses there. They want us. What is going to happen? I'll tell this you. This isn't the Who. This isn't Tom Petty. When you want to accept, and I love both of those bands and yeah. artists, but this is Guns N' Roses. What's going to happen? They can get away with that more than anybody else. This is the time to do it. Guns N' Roses for the Super Bowl. God damn it. Well, sorry to
2: bring down your, your excitement <laughs> a little bit. I, I think part of the uh, part of the fear is also like. Everything is timed so precisely with like, we need to get the commercials now. Like, you know how it is. We, we both work in radio. The, they don't, you know, they don't care about, um, they don't necessarily care about the performance. They just want to get at this specific time, this band plays. They end it this they they it. at this time, they go to commercial at this time. And you know, Axel, if something doesn't sound right, he's going to get pissed off and he's going to be like, start over again. Unless there
0: are goblins and ghouls uh, invading his piano again, he's been a good boy. He's been going on stage. He's been getting off on time. He's been a good boy. If there's any time to strike, now is the time to strike. Strike, boss. That's my bad, Schwarzenegger. <laughs> but like, it's this is the time to do it. Well, if I want to has... see it happen. I don't want to see Britney Spears. I don't want to see Adele. I don't want to see Bruno Mars. I fuck fuckhole playing the ass. I don't want to see. I, I, I want to see Guns and Roses. If it has w-
2: lip sync, do you still want to see it?
0: <sighs> I think it would. I think it would bother me because I think it would be not like. A, It would bother me. It would bother me. I would still prefer—I would prefer a a, a, a lip-sync Guns N' Roses over—I mean, what would you—like, you'd have to give me another, like, option. Yeah.
2: Weird Al? My my fear is this, is that, at least for Axel, every major performance he's done recently where it's televised, it's big— for some reason, he just doesn't hit the mark. I don't know why. Like, you saw that Golden Gods Award show. Yeah. He really did not sound great.
0: Well, that was before this new tour. Yeah. What, what but he found, found the Valor of or whatever.
2: shows, he always said, like, those Rock and Rio shows are always kind of weak. Like, he just, I don't know. He, he, he's been weak up until this tour. We think of the MTV Awards show. That was, you know, even though that was exciting for you, just spectating it, like, it was not a strong I know, actual
0: performance. but. I don't know what happened. Maybe he's on uh, HGH. Maybe he's been hanging out with, <laughs> with uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. He, no, maybe he's been hanging out with Barry Bonds. He he, uh, he found some steroids, found of youth. I mean, he's been good this tour. He was really hit or miss for many, many years. I mean, the shows that we went to, whether together or separately, he was good. I've seen plenty of videos online where I'm embarrassed for him.
2: The Neil Young concert.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there are plenty. I'm just like, he sounds, you know, I know people don't like, when he's this uh, comparison is made, but what else could you say? But he sounds like a Mickey Mouse, kind of like it's not, There's no rasp there, and I can't sing like him, so I can't. I'm not criticizing. I'm not saying I'm not criticizing him to that degree. Like, oh, you're you're not doing your job. It just wasn't there. It's yeah. like the same thing David Lee Roth wasn't getting, you know. And I look at it as like, you know what? I'm happy seeing accent no matter what. I'm happy seeing David Leroy, no matter what.
2: Yeah, I'm happy. Lo- I'm happy seeing Don Dokken in South Dakota, no matter what. <laughs> even though he doesn't sound like you know the Don Dokken. Well, Dockin I mean, we mentioned love. the new
0: Metallica. I don't think that sounds as James Hetfield's best, but I still enjoy it. It's in the studio. I mean, to me, it sounds like
2: uh, you know Load era James Hetfield. He doesn't sound you know, like I, you know.
0: You tell me because you're also a fan. This might be the only room in the world right now that there are two Chinese Democracy fans.
2: No, there, there are many fans all right. listening all right. right now. In,
0: in in a radius of 100 miles of where we are right <laughs> now, um, that I listen to, he is all over the place, and I don't mean that in a bad sense. That his range is just Madagascar. The recorded version does not sound like Axel. It's so like weird. There's some like it just sounds so different that he doesn't sound like the old Axel. I'm not saying it sounds bad. Shri Dream sounds really different. You know he sounds like a different octave on prostitute it's just it's different i mean people i understand people get older um it's not the guitar this will also be talk about with mike ritland uh that you know the guitar is it's an instrument i know your voice is an instrument too but it's a man it's it's your body it's there's only so much you can do for it i don't know what he did i'm so glad that because this reunion could have been real bad it could have been real bad, and it's not.
2: There's there's a decent amount of pro tools on Chinese democracy. That's part of it. Oh yeah. If you listen to, they're all on YouTube. If you listen to the acapellas of Chinese democracy, there's a lot of different layers happening. There's a lot of different effects on his voice. So I think that's part of it.
0: it Maybe. And when I I interviewed uh, Bumblefoot many many years ago, this was ac- this was before Chinese democracy came out, and he said, and when I first asked him about it. His first response was like, "So, what do you think of it? Like, is this the greatest album of all time?" Because, of course, that was the speculation. And he goes, "It's re- really well produced." That was that was his first reaction to it was that it was well produced. So that's that's an interesting first.
1: I gotta I, mean, I, 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 I gotta
0: find is... that clip of a, of a young uh, radio Brando. Like, that's crazy. I, I'm sure I have that on uh, MP3 somewhere.
2: Yeah, maybe we could use it on the show. I mean,
0: yeah, no, I I may I think I may be able to find it, um, but. We'll see where it goes. Uh, I, I goes. love that
2: album, man. I do, and and I really have going to love it too. I've heard people say like there's always been these rumors on the internet that it's like the most expensive CD ever produced, which it might possibly be. It may be November Rain is up there for you know the most expensive video ever produced. Nothing like,
0: would be Thriller. <laughs>
2: yeah, Axel is just no. Well, actually, I think Michael Jackson's Scream with Janet Jackson ended up being.
0: I think you're right. Oh, what about the other one he did that was super creepy? Uh, it was called Ghost. I think it was called. I don't know. It was, like I, it was in a mansion. It was really fucking weird. I love Michael Jackson. I, I do. He's somebody... All right. You, you said you, you were traveling to see Dawkins. I would have really... If I I don't know. My finances probably were shit at the time. Not like they're great now. I would have really tried to go to London to see his final 50 shows. Because he is that that level, that ilk. So, yeah. Um, but maybe Dokken this... Dawkins is just... It's going to be a fun event, man. If it's going to ha- be a fun to, time. If you have the means, you have the time... I hope you have the time of your life. <laughs> but I think this is a good transition, uh, talking about Chinese democracy, to talk about a new feature, right? Yes. This I love, which, um, just as a quick sidebar, I really wish they would replace that song alive. I think there's so many better Chinese democracy z- songs to play. My personal opinion- yeah, I like everything on it. I like um, it, but-, but we're going to- This is my BS opinion. Uh, but what we're going to do for this segment- is that we're going to play things, whether it's uh, a video, but usually I think it's going to be a song because we're kind of yeah, it's going to be a song of something Guns N' Roses related that we we like that may not be that we love that we love <laughs> <laughs> to the yeah. forefront. So uh, I think what we're going to do now is play a couple short clips, and I don't know I wanted to, you mentioned it to me first, and I guess I wanted to keep it as a theme. It doesn't always have to be a theme, but I felt like it should be a theme. You and I never heard this before. This is a Guns N' Roses cover, so what yes. are you bringing to the table for? This I love.
2: You know what's funny? I, uh, I'm i trying to remember the guy's name now, but I know who he is. I'll give you a background. So the lead singer of Dangerous Toys, okay. who you guys might remember of like that last wave of 80s kind of hair metal, that whole glam type thing, um, he did a cover of Welcome to the Jungle. And there's always, it's Jason something, because I see you looking it up. McMaster? Jason McMaster doing Welcome to the Jungle. You need new glasses. You know what's funny? I actually just um, – I redid these prescription, uh, and that's why, like, I'm looking – I'm, like, kind of squinting a little bit. Um, I, I'm just not used to them. But anyway, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't know. All I right. mean, I got uh, – but anyway, maybe I do. Who knows? I, these are new, though. But, <laughs> Sorry. So uh, J- Jason uh, McMaster – yeah, so – there's, there's two different types of ways to do a cover, I think. There's really making the song your own. Like, if you listen to Rob Zombie's cover of the Ramones Blitzkrieg Bop, it sounds... Have you heard that before? I have. It's very much he made it his own. And then there's a way of doing a cover that you're kind of trying to remake the original. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, there's people who fail at either of those or they, they do a great job. And in this cover, I think he's he's definitely trying to remake Welcome to the Jungle, which is a, a tough task. But uh, I was actually very impressed with it. Um, I think he, he hits those notes and he kind of has a voice that could pull off an Axel. No one's ever going to be Axel, but it's definitely one of the better Welcome to the Jungle covers I've ever heard.
0: Well, we'll let you decide. Let's play a little bit of it now. Right. Um, <laughs> I couldn't help, you know, it was off the air. I kind of laughed a little bit when his vocals kicked in. Look, I, I am a hair metal fan, you know, I, and I know a lot of those bands of that era don't like that term, whether it's eighties metal, whatever you want to call it. I always think of eighties metal, like priest and things like that.
2: Yeah. It, Cause it's not even really metal, you know, or, or it's eighties like, it's rock. glam rock, glam whatever rock. you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, uh, but it has it has a sound. It
0: is a. But you know sound. when you say hair metal, you know what I'm talking about. I don't yes. even say that in, in a derogatory way. Yeah. I like that. But you're clearly a oh, bigger I fan. It. I love it. And I, I thought I loved it. But you go to you aquanet that stuff. Your your love aquanet <laughs> it up. Um, it, it. I think the band did a great job. I'm not saying that uh, Jason McMaster did a bad job. It's just it's funny of a, a band of that era that could have done the same exact song. And that song, and Welcome to the Jungle, um, so many VH1 used to have a lot of good programming, not anymore. Uh, of the top 100 uh, hard rock songs of all time, Welcome to the Jungle came in number one. That would not have made the top 100 if that band recorded no, it. No, no. So it just goes to show you that you can have lyrics, you can have the guitar, maybe. I mean, that's, I know it's not Slash, but it's comparable. But there's no comparable to, to Axel. There's no comparing. I mean it is what it is. It's an interesting cover. you know I'm glad you brought it to my attention. I'm glad you love it, uh, but not my cup of tea i mean i am w- not I don't hate it I don't hate it this I, it. This I, it. I don't <laughs> hate um, but have you heard and I want to bring this to you that they i want to say hailstorm made this their own, but they all I, but they also kind of redid it. It's a weird combination because it's a female in vocals. Do you like hailstorm in general? Are you familiar?
2: I, you know, I don't know enough what I've heard. I've, I, I feel like it's almost the generic type of thing they play on Octane, on Sirius XM Octane where I work. There's nothing about them that stands out to me. I also haven't
0: heard a lot, but what I've heard, I've been like, eh, this is all right. Lizzie Hale, and I don't know why, they're a big band, and I don't know why they're not bigger. I don't know why they haven't had crossed over to different genres. I don't know why they're not the harder version of um, Paramore. You know how Paramore kind of got big. They went to the Z-100s and other – well, Z-100 here in New York, like the top stations, the top 40 stations. They're not a top 40 band, but I think they are uh, they have the potential to cross over and be bigger. So they did a co- they had a, a cover album cover where they also actually covered uh, one of my other favorite artists ever, uh, Lady Gaga. I'm in love. Uh, oh, who doesn't love Lady Gaga? Well, there's a lot of people, but they're idiots. Uh, they, they cover like Bad Romance. Uh, they cover Slave to the Grind sick cover but they also cover out to get me
1: all right
2: so my feeling on it Mm-hmm. It is a very well done cover. Like there's no denying it, she has a super powerful voice, especially when it gets to those that upper register part. But is it something that personally like I gravitate towards that I would listen to? Eh, it's I don't know, for some reason like it has that generic female voice to me. Huh. I'm like, "Hey, eh, this is all right." Like there's there's nothing that stands out about her to me even though she could sing her ass off. It's just I feel like there's a million female singers I've heard that sound very similar.
0: It's interesting. I think that's why we're calling this I love. Maybe not yes. this we love. Yes. Because I think she's not the generic. The generic female voices are the ones that I hear on American Idol that just, you know, they're I, are, could, they're,
2: I, I could picture them, I, that I, cover
1: on American
0: I, I, Idol. I, th- I think she hits that upper register. I think she has that little bit of a rasp. And it's a weird comparison, but it's just what's coming to my head right now. How all these American Idol people are like a poor man's, poor woman's uh, Kelly Clarkson, where she just has that extra... That's why she's still popular. She's still making great songs. Yeah, I don't know. She reminds that, me of that. I I, I I think that Lizzie Hale just hits that extra. I don't know. When I hear that, even with "Slave to the Grind," when uh, you know, if you get this, it's uh, the album is called uh, "Reanimate" uh, by by Halestorm. A lot of great covers on that record. That she hits that extra, and it's not because she's very attractive. Yeah, but uh, it's that she for me. This I love that she hits that extra. That, yeah. that, that register, that, that something that's there, that, that rasp that Axel has, as opposed to what the dude from Dangerous Toys didn't have for me. Sure. There's just... and It's you know, hard. I could it's not t- math.
2: I know. I could totally hear... You could listen to the guy from Dangerous Toys and be like, this sounds like generic hair metal. I don't know. It's so and, funny.
0: And, we're like the, the same page, but on the, like the... Yeah. But the opposite... Like for each one of our songs, it's like the same thing. Like we have the same criticism.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That it has that generic... That's weird. Because for me, she... Um, it's almost like Miles Kennedy, for example. He's a great singer. He's extremely talented. He's able to hit notes. But for me... He is just a generic frontman. There's nothing about Miles Kennedy that I'm like, I love this. I, it just doesn't have that for me. And, for, and I feel the same way about this.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, it's, again. Do you
2: agree with me on Miles Kennedy, by
0: the way? Um, I will say with this about Miles Kennedy, I, I he, the songs are hit or miss with me with uh, Alter Bridge. It's nothing I dislike. There are certain songs I'm like, yeah, I could dig this. Other songs I'm like, eh, this sounds like whatever. Like a generic, like you said, octane song. Um, I did hear a new uh, um Alter Briggs I think it was a new Alter song on um, Eddie Trunk Rocks. You know, keep giving him plugs like he needs it. He's good. No, no, I, I enjoy his uh that show a lot actually. Um that I that I really dug the new Alter song. I think it was a new one, whatever. Uh but with him unfortunately for me now with I get the visual of him and he's a good-looking dude, whatever. Uh, it's I'm I'm, okay, I'm enough with my sexuality to say that. It's not me by that. That he is like one of the worst. He is the Avril Levine syndrome of front men. He doesn't do anything. He just doesn't do anything. He was raises his hands up. Yeah, like he's trying to swat away a fly. He doesn't do anything, and, and that just I don't feel the passion there. Even then, he this shows you how gifted he is uh, vocally that he's able to to hit those things. But I don't I don't feel it. Yeah, like with Lizzie Hale for me, I fe- I feel it. Axel, you feel it. And I think that's so important. Even if you don't write the words, yeah, you got to feel. Wow, I, I'm I'm feeling what that person's singing. I don't feel that from Alter Bridge. I sure, think he really gets help from the uh, from Tremonti and the boys. I, that that's why I feel the music. I don't necessarily feel him. if that makes sense? No, I I fully agree. It's like well, uh, I love. I why well, man Mark can't Cremonti. jump? I, you hear Jimmy, but do you feel Jimmy?
1: Hey, What is this? Jimmy Anderson. No, I know who it is, but why are you playing Jimmy?
0: Well, because I like to listen to him. Oh, you like to listen? That's what the fucking problem is. Y'all listen. Well, what am I supposed to do, eat it? (laughs) No, no, no. You're supposed to hear it. Hey, I just said I like to listen to him. No, 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 no. There's a difference between hearing
1: and listening. See, white people, y'all can't hear Jimmy. You you, you listen.
0: What the fuck are you talking about? His drummer was
1: white.
2: (laughs) 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 I haven't seen that in ages. Um... But yeah, I guess another show in the books. Mm-hmm. Um I will you know so I was originally going to be at Sebastian Bach with you maybe a month from now, mm-hmm. but now I won't be at that cuz I'll be at Dockin in South Dakota and uh I'm, I'm really No, I hope right, you have a great time. Well, right before we recorded, I I I did it. I bought the tickets. Like right before we I didn't think you would, man. Yeah. Well, what kind of convinced me was like I said the the miles on the, you know, the plane ticket basically not having to pay for that.
0: And- It'll never happen again? You'll never have this opportunity? And
2: and my friend Sam even commented on my status, and he talked about- he mentioned the time that I bought- I literally bought tickets to see Prince at Mohegan Sun, and I paid a ton for them, and I was like, man, I I don't- at the time, I was like, I don't have this money. I'm just going to sell these, because my my friends bailed on me, too, and I was like, I'm not going to go to a Prince concert by myself. Um, This was- Maybe, like, three years ago. Mm. So I was like, I'm not going to go to a Prince concert by myself. That's awkward. Like, I'll go to a Dokken concert by myself. But Prince just seems kind of weird. So I ended up selling them. And, like, I'll always look back and be like, I I didn't see this. And I felt the same. I did the same thing
0: with uh, Mitch Hedberg, the comedian.
2: Yeah. And so I would love to say I saw the real Dockin. you know, the real lineup. Yeah. And, yeah, I, yeah. and I'm going to have a great time. Like, yeah, you, I, will. you will. The thing for me is, here's the thing. You you guys might be assuming that I am a huge Dokken fan, and they're one of my favorite bands, being that I'm like, well, go, go to-, to South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put them in one of my favorite bands. I don't even own every Dokken album. I own like- fact I
0: don't- I, I, Do I have any songs in their own I, I own three
2: Dokken albums. But the fact is, like for me, and it's strange to people, it's like, there's bands I love far more than Dokken, but that 80s- hair metal, glam rock, whatever you want to call it, I always have the most fun at those shows because those, those the songs good. and, the, like, the feeling, it is just it, it is people that want to have a great time. And it's like, for example, I'll tell you this. Um, I've become friendly with Aaron Lewis over the years because he's a fan of the Will Cow Majority, which I work on, and he is an amazing songwriter. Um, and I think Stained writes incredible songs. I would love to see Stain again because it's been a while. But, like, in general, my— Was, that, I, a,
0: was that a funny Did you just said? It's been a
2: while. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> even think of that. I didn't even—I really didn't even mean to do that. Um, but, l- like, let's just say that they, they had been touring regularly. Would I be, um, you know, jumping to go see a Stain show? No, because it's, like, as great as it is, it's very depressing music. And I like to go to a concert to have fun, to have a great time. And it's like bands like Guns N' Roses and Dokken and Poison and Winger. I know they're not all in the same category, but to me, those are just – those are fun anthems. And that's what I go to a show – like, I go to a show to escape the everyday life, you know, my that's what the everyday for. bullshit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I mean it's like if you go to a uh, – like Aaron Lewis, Stain show, those songs are kind of about the bullshit of everyday life. And we need that, but – I, those aren't the most fun shows for me.
0: No, there are certain bands and, and genres of music that have this certain atmosphere. And Dockin and the 80s, that's why I really enjoy the Sebastian Bach shows. I mean, yes, you'll see it, and in no judgment because uh, age is nothing but a number. Like a fine one, like I say, I say, but I think some people just try to fit into their old clothes from the 80s. It's, you see a lot of those fans out. Like she's always uh, humorous. But everyone's having a good time. So I know you're going to have a good time. Yeah. I guess just, I just, it's just a funny – when you step back and look at it, it's – I don't know. I don't know what other word to say, but it's funny. But um, in a way, I wish I had the means. If I had, like, nothing going on, I'd be like, yeah, fuck it. Go see, see Doc and <laughs> whatever. You know, maybe Freddy Krueger will make an appearance. Yeah. You would have, You would have a fun <laughs> time. Like, there's Warriors. no way
2: that you even if Don Dawkins sounds terrible, <laughs> like, let's just say he sounds awful, the band is not getting along on stage, like, anything short of them, like, cutting the set after three songs, like, I will have a good time. I, guarantee, you know, I, I hope it's a great performance and all that, but, like, it's going to be a fun atmosphere. I know you hate
0: social media. Take pictures and videos, all right? I'm not going to go crazy. Thing, I, and I can't believe you didn't do that at Guns N' Roses. Unbelievable. No, because I like to be in the moment. i, I love, also in the moment. I,
2: I love being in the moment. If I'm out with my phone, I'm not in the moment.
0: I like looking back at the videos I took and the pictures I took.
2: Yeah, but I'm go on U- going to be able to go on YouTube. But they're mine. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, if, Well, it, that's where we differ. If in. I happen to see Don Docking, I will absolutely get a picture with Don Dock. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Fair but, yeah.
0: enough. Fair enough. Well, we will definitely speak uh, and have another show before then.
2: Yeah, of course. Right? If that's a month away, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, we've been doing this uh, every other week, right? Yeah. We're going to try to keep doing that. Um, we'll have some guests
2: on, too. I, I'd love to have Eddie Trunk on, who we've talked about. There's, we there's have a, a lot of people I'd like to reach out to. And, and
0: we have been reaching out, to, and, and some just didn't coordinate it with this specific show. Yeah. But uh, hopefully we've been enter- entertaining enough uh, for you. We, we would like to think so. If not, or if so, uh, just let us know. We always love the feedback, whether we're getting it on iTunes. Uh, we're also now on the iHeartRadio app. Yep. Um, but please leave us a uh, mainly feedback on iTunes. because that's, that's going to help us go up in the rankings, which means we can do more for you. Yeah. Pretty much. But of course, follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, anything else you would like to say, my my dear Ian? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not. We covered. We covered a lot, man. All right. So I guess, as Axel Rose said to Kurt Loader about Chinese democracy, we'll put this uh, a little later to the next podcast. I don't know if soon is the word, but just soon.
1: You've been listening to the distorted minds of Brando and
0: Scotto, dissecting all things Guns and Roses on Appetite for Distortion. Follow the guys on Twitter at The AFD Show and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The AFD Show.
2: I'm going home.